Welcome to Smart Parent Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I run a tutoring company for K through 12 students who need help with reading, math, writing, study skills, ACT, SAT, prep, and more. My tutors work both virtually and in person. We specialize in really getting to know your kids and helping them thrive. I was a teacher and leader in a Georgia school system for 25 years. I saw what worked and what didn't. And there are definitely some gaps that teachers can't touch, which is why our tutors are so important. Teachers can only do so much. I'm here to bridge that gap between parents and teachers to help your kids become successful in school and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Smart Parents Successful Students, and I'm your host, Helen Panos. I am here today with another guest, and her name is Tess Connolly. Welcome, Tess, to my show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be on your program. Well, I know you are. I'm so glad you could join us. Um, Tess and I have been trying to get together and we have gotten this going and I'm excited because of what she's going to share with you today. Um, She is the owner of Mindful Kids and Families out of California, actually. I've had a lot of California people on lately. (laughs) Great, (laughs) great Westerners. And um, uh, Tess has a website called mindfulkidsandfamilies.com. You can find her at TikTok as parent reset coach and Instagram as mindful kids and families. Um, I'm going to just tell everybody a little bit about you and your company. Mindful kids and families is a parent and family coaching practice for parents of tweens and teens. My motto is, she says, the the best parenting skill is right inside of you because the relationship and connection with your child is most important for their development. Tess supports and coaches parents on how to understand their child's development, show them how to set their values and foundation for their family, provide language to help get connected to their teen and help them help you guys reduce the overwhelm of raising kids in these times, in these years. Yes. Yes. Boy, who doesn't need that, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You got it. We do have some interesting times, don't we? (laughs) We do. We definitely do. So uh, tell us a little bit about how you journeyed to where you are and how you started your company, Tess. Okay. So I will give you kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to skip over a lot because I am in middle age. So we're not going to go through every highlight until I got to be 56 years old. (laughs) Okay, but real quick, because these are the things that really inform like who I am and the work I do. And as I, as I don't know if you had mentioned, but I do have, yeah, my business is Mindful Kids and Families. It is a parent coaching. I call it a practice because it's a practice for me and practice for parents working with tweens and teens. And I also have a podcast called The Parenting Reset Show. And so on the, and just to let people know, um, I told this long story about how I got started, but I, my parents did something very unusual with five of us kids back in the seventies. Okay. Big Irish Catholic family and took all of us out of the suburbs of Boston, literally tossed us in a truck and drove us up to the woods of New Hampshire on five acres of field and five acres of wood. So 10 acres of land with no home, no electricity, no water, nothing. Hmm. 
Mm. And we camped. Okay. So they did a huge reset. And the reason that they did that is they were wanting to have us raised under their own values. Not really, you know, not all the stuff that was coming in from the other aunts. And we had a big family. So both grandparents, both sets were around getting in there, talking about what they wanted or things that they wanted to have, how they wanted the children raised and this and that and aunts and uncles. And they were like, no, we're going to do this on our own. And they kind of did this extreme thing, which really informed a lot of things. We don't have time on this podcast to go on, but a lot of things about who I am as a person, how I parent. So I go off of in part some of the things that they did with me and some I don't. But I got I was raised in the woods in New Hampshire, moved to California when I was 25, uh, got married once a little quick starter marriage there back in my 30s that lasted about 18 months. It should have been a boyfriend, but it wasn't. And then at a nut and then years later, about five years later, I got married to my son's father. And then we got divorced when he was in kindergarten and we moved to a city, a uh, town just north of San Francisco. And at that time, I've got a five-year-old child, brand new community, brand new town. We don't know anyone. And really what I did at that time, because my family was in a crisis. I mean, literally we had just, we had a very difficult situation. I don't need to go into on this podcast, but around the divorce and how it happened and why I wanted it. And I needed to find a way to redefine my family and to really build community for me and my son. And so I took specific steps and I'm saying like intentional steps, because that's some of the work that I do now is really looking at myself, doing conscious parenting, which is essentially, I'm just going to sum it up, but it's essentially looking at who we are being as a parent and how were we, how were we raised and then how do we want to raise our kids at this time? And then intentional is really because I looked at, I need to figure out a way that we are in this brand new community with my five-year-old. I've got, a, and, and most families at this point are all, I'm in a community in Northern California. Everyone's, most parents are together. There aren't that many divorced, but like maybe one or two others at that time that I knew. Now it's different now. <laughs> right. Other we're in middle school, it's a totally different deal. Uh, but back then I needed to figure out a way that my son and I could, you know, come together as, as a unit, redefine who we are as a family. Dad was still around and he is still around, but it needed to look different. So I started my work at that time, really looking at myself and being very intentional about how I was going to build and redefine my family at that time. Mm -hmm. That's kind That's of right. That's the summary of kind of where I, how I got to where I am now. And I think I told you that um, I'm married to an Irishman. So he's, ah. a, he's one of seven. <laughs> oh my God. Seven kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm the oldest of five and we're all, of course, a year apart. Right. Yeah, right, just right. A year apart. They're all within a year, two years. Yep. Then it goes all the way from, I don't know, 65, all the way down to about 53. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's, um, <laughs> It has its advantages and disadvantages, but it's um, <laughs> being in a big fun at the holidays. If oh, my God, it is. It is. If you, and also if you're in the mix and and because I was also raised on the East Coast, um, there is a tendency, I think, culturally there. Like if you're in a big family and I even I know this about friends of mine who weren't in a big family, but just people are loud. We right. are loud. 
And, and so sometimes when I'm around other people who are not part of the family, they're just like, oh my God, you guys are so loud. How come you're always yelling? I'm like, this isn't yelling. This is just the way we talk. You mean you're cutting each other off? Yeah, that's just the way we talk. <laughs> I think you have to come to our family gathering. I have to come oh my to gosh. <laughs> Man. He's actually from Ohio, so. Okay. As well, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I, it's good you said that. And we're talking about cultures and families, and this is not planned. So I'm just going to throw this. Go ahead. Out, throw it out. Do you think that, um, I think it is important as an educator, the more I think about the fact that I'm Greek, you're Irish, I'm married to an Irishman, the more you have family around, mm-hmm. yes, good and bad. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I think that's important because, um, it allows for other mentors for children, people yes. they can go talk to. I mean, would you agree with that? I definitely would I agree with that. What's missing? Yeah. Right I mean, we unfortunately we do, I don't have my family around. So I'm in Northern California. The I had two brothers that moved to the Midwest in Michigan, and then my parents are there now. But then the rest of my my two other siblings, their families, and then all of my other aunts, uncles, cousins, for the most part except for a cousin that lives in LA. And then actually I have another cousin in Texas, but there isn't that I don't have family around. And I do wish that I, I did. In fact, Helen, it's interesting you said that because just a couple of weeks ago, I wrote in my email, I've got a, a newsletter that goes out to my email list every week. And I talked about that. I talked about that, especially at summer, we're bringing our kids all together with family. Cause especially this summer, I think there's been a lot more visiting where we haven't had the, you know, the ability to do that with the COVID but people are getting together and I'm hearing stories of like, oh my God, crazy, like uncle Bob did this or so-and-so did that. You know what I mean? Just people like they're, they're stressed about being around their families, but I put it in this context, even though it's, I mean, certainly we don't want kids watching significant, like all out screaming battles between aunt Susie and uncle Bob or whoever it is. (laughs) And you don't want to see anyone falling down drunk or something. You know what I mean? Those are like extremes, but all the little bits and pieces and the unique personalities and dynamics Mm -hmm. that go on in a family are okay. I think it's actually just grist for the mill, so to speak, like just bring it in. And I let him know, because we went back to a wedding in Michigan for one of my nieces this in July. Mm -hmm. And same thing. It's sort of like, I've got brothers who are characters in their own certain ways and he gets to see them and then he sees the dynamics with my parents and other people and then he sees his nieces like his cousins and it's just it's all part of our family and it's okay for them to have people that they're looking at even you know as long as it's not an extreme crazy situation it's good for for kids to be able to see other people in your family that may, you know, I don't know, talk differently to each other or look differently or, you know, relate differently. And that's okay. You want the, you know, you want them. This is one is, this is the biggest part for me. This is your family. These are your people. It doesn't mean you have to be just like them. It doesn't mean you have to emulate that one trait that they don't have to be your best friend. (laughs) No, but you don't have to like, if there's, you know, it's okay to have like all these nuances and a little bit of like dysfunction. I'm missing, I'm putting in a you know, little dysfunction here and there. It's all good for them. Every it really is. Have a little of that, right? Oh, every <laughs> family is. And it's okay. It's sort of like, and to talk about it. So that's part of what I do is like, it's okay, especially where I work with parents of tweens and teens at these ages from like nine, 10. This is the kids that I've, that, you know, I've got parents that have kids from like nine, 10 years old, all the way up to 18. It's okay 
to talk with kids like, okay, we're going back, you know, we're going to see Annie Susie and you know how they can do. And then you can kind of talk about it openly. Like, isn't it interesting how so-and-so does that? And, you know, what do you think about that? And it's okay to have a mix of different people in your life and in your family. Yeah. I really, I I like uh, it. Actually funny. You bring up wedding. We're getting ready to go up to the North for a big family Irish wedding as well. So I have to let you know how that goes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me know. They're always so much fun. (laughs) They are. A special message from Dynamis Learning Academy. Would your child like to improve their SAT or ACT test score so they can get into the college of their dreams? But they need special attention. Something they can't get at large classes like Kaplan or Princeton Review. Dynamis Learning Academy offers individual and small group SAT and ACT prep to help your child improve his scores quickly and easily. Go to dynamislearningacademy.com to learn more or reach out at 770-282-9931. But let me ask you these three main questions. What can we as parents do to best prepare our child for an emotionally healthy life and and to be a functioning adult? Okay. So, and I'm, and I'm going to pay attention to our timing here. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to sum it up. And I will say too, because I didn't, I don't know if I, if you had said it or I had said it, but I'm an LCSW. So I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I've been working for over 20, uh, like, yeah, over definitely over two decades in mental health. So I've been a child therapist, a couples therapist, a family therapist. And now I do clinical case management with like high risk kids and teens. So I've seen a lot of stuff going on and, and, and especially these last couple of years, the best thing that we can do as parents is to have a good, it doesn't have to be perfect. I'm just going to say this, but a good enough, positive, connected relationship. That is the, and, and so people are like, that sounds great. That's why I say the best parenting skill is right inside of you. Like I can show you and I've read all the books and we can talk about this strategy or that strategy and, you know, and, and different ways to like work around whatever's going on in your home. We can do that. But what I keep going back to is how are you parenting? Where is that coming from? Where's that value coming from that you're doing that? Or you think Mm -hmm. this, and oftentimes it's coming from how we were parented. So it's always good to look at how are we parented and pull the pieces out that you love and you want to keep. But the best thing that we can do and the best way that our kids are going to be sort of everyone wants their kids to kind of be ready for adulthood is to really have a positive relationship. I agree. Yes. Goes right back to that. And as they're at, with their with them being I'm not going to say littler, but we're always trying to get our kids to do our do the chores or do something and follow through with what we said have a good connection with them. And for mm-hmm. the most, I mean, I, it's not, I'm going to just tell people, cause someone has asked me once, do you have anything, do you have like a program that would be like a week? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. it's not a quick fix, but it's doable. And you can <laughs> shift it. even at six, even if you got a 16 year old, you can shift it. So having <laughs> that, that a positive, good enough connected relationship is going to be the best thing. I agree a hundred percent. So how do we start being a connected and intentional parent into our parenting? If we haven't, how do we start bringing that in? If we haven't had the focus before, right. I would have do that. Yeah. And there's a lot of parents that haven't. So that's, that's a lot of what I do. It's sort of like, 
I don't even know what to say to my, you know, 14 year old boy and my 17 year old daughter. How do I even do this? So we get, and so I, I go back to getting intentional about it. So at these ages, and especially like, even if they're younger, we can say to them, Hey, you know what? I just read something, which is also, you're showing them that you're still learning in life. I just read something or I heard from someone. I really want us to shift how we're doing and whatever the problem is, right? Like, I'm just going to take screen time as an example, because it's, it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. And every single family, everybody's struggling. I have been so, I'm so frustrated about how this is going on in our house. And we're in a constant battle about this. I want to do something differently. So you're letting them know, and you're being very direct and clear and intentional about you notice a problem and I'd like to do something different. Can we strategize about how we're going to, how we're going to do this? And then Mm -hmm. we, and then you kind of, this is just one area, right? If there's an area of like getting ready for school, even if they're younger, sweetie, we have been struggling every day around getting your shoes on. I want to figure out a way that we can do this differently. So being intentional and letting them know already tells them, oh, this, by the way, this models growth mindset. So Mm -hmm. we're doing this with our kids. We're modeling a way to look at something that's happening with no judgment and no shame, right? We're not saying, damn, I keep doing that with you. I'm so, I, I just, I'm such a bad parent. We're not saying anything like that. Just like, I've noticed this. I don't like it. Do you like it? No, I don't like it. Let's do something differently. So starting with being intentional about what you're wanting to do, being direct about that. I have a couple of different areas that I focus on and particularly, I'm not, I think we talked about this episode is going to come, come in sometime this fall. But Mm -hmm. I'm with parents right now on back to school stuff. And these three areas I focus on and they kind of culminate, they can kind of pull in a lot of stuff, but I have regular family meetings and I know that family meetings, you know, back in the day used to look like, I don't know, if anybody watched the Brady Bunch, I did. Or like in my family, it was like, it's like we were, my brothers and I were like, did you do it? I didn't do it. Well, who did it? I don't know. Like someone was in trouble kind of thing. It's not those kind of family meetings. It's a <laughs> regular family meeting that you, it doesn't even have to be formal. Like you have a notepad. It could happen at the dinner table while you're having dinner. Um, I've even told parents when they're like, I have no time. It can happen on a car ride. Sweetie, I'd like to have a conversation. I know we haven't had time, but talking about having family meeting to be able to come together and just say, Hey, the start of the school year or wherever we are, we're, we're in the school year. I'd love to make some changes with you. And I want to do that in our family. And everyone contributes a little bit about what they want to shift or change, something they want to. I actually ask for feedback from my 13-year-old son. He gives me feedback that I listen to as a parent. I need to lower my tone in the evening when I am grumpy doodles and very tired. And I said, (laughs) you got it. You know what? I totally noticed that too. And then I ask him, I need you to really follow through the first time because I feel like I'm just doing repeat, repeat, repeat. And he's like, okay, yeah, no, I see that too. So we give each other some feedback about stuff. We also talk about, we've done this even as early as when he was six years old. What are our family values? What does it mean to be in this family? What are we all about? Now that takes a little bit more, a little more planning and time, you know, time to do that. But it's important to have regular times where we can kind of come together as a family and talk about where things are at. It kind of sets the stage of like, this is our unit. These are, this is where we are. This is where we're living. This is our family. Let's figure out a way that we can work together. And Mm -hmm. let's also make plan. Like we sometimes plan, like 
what do you want to have? He likes a big Christmas experience every year. So we figured out, is it going to be, are we seeing the Patriots? Could we do that? Are we going to see the 49ers, whatever it's going to be? And we kind of talk about different things that are coming up. And then the other areas I get clear on that screen time and device, because it's mm-hmm. no longer an option to just say, oh my God, we just, yeah, let's just deal with that later. It's here. It's here to stay with all kids. And I have a, an agreement. In fact, I have one coming up uh, tomorrow night, a tech reset masterclass that I've been doing twice a month, free one hour masterclass for parents that can come and get some mindset shifts around how to do it. And then I actually have an agreement I created years ago, just one, one piece of paper where I go through how to, how to do a screen time agreement where you're including the child and then how they're getting off and practicing that. And all of that really helps for having this go well, mm-hmm. not wanting to get off. So those, and then having connection, having one-on-one time. That is, some, that's again, going back to the most important thing is having that positive connected relationship. And it doesn't have to be perfect. When I say that we really, we already know that the studies show us that we need a child needs one kind of, and I'm putting in air quotes, no one can see it, but good enough parent. And what does that mean? If you are able to tend to the needs of the child, not just safety, and we're talking about, you know, food, shelter, clothing, but emotional needs, and that child can come to you, whether it's a child or a middle school or a teen can come to you and has a place that they can feel safe and secure emotionally. Mm. That's going to be the best, best thing for them as they head out. So connecting and having one-to-one time. I know a lot of families who have like three to four kids are like, are you kidding? How am I going to have, I've heard this and I'm like 10 or 15 minutes. Maybe you just sit with your 14 year old and you guys are looking at, um, I don't uh, TikTok together and finding out what is it you like about that or connecting in some other way. You know mm. what I mean? Like this ways to do this where you connect with each kid. It doesn't have to be a grand full day. I did that um, recently with my kid, but I can do that. I have one. <laughs> so, but well, I'm glad you brought up screen time and devices. Cause I was just called in to do a tutoring session. Um, not far from here in Atlanta, but um, she definitely does have a grip on her child. She realized she does talk to him and everything. A lot of, uh, I think she does have quote informal family meetings. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then, but then there's of course an ex-husband. It's a, mm-hmm. you know, a split yep. family. Right. He's not doing the same thing, obviously, that she's doing. So then I think he goes over there. He gets on the TV. He's trying to do his work and that was not working. And so luckily she understood from the older one that that was going on. And so I got called in and we talked about habits and things like this and what he needs to do over there, because parents have to realize if you're dealing with another person, then they're not in your household, meaning your ex-spouse. They may not be looking at parenting and connecting like you're talking about the way you are, right? So I don't know if you have an answer, a quick answer about that and how to deal with that. Here's my quick answer. I've been asked that same question many times. I have the same situation. My son goes back and forth. He's primarily with me. Here's the answer. Um, Keep doing it in your home and letting your teen or tween know why it's important. Well, I don't do that at daddy's. That doesn't happen at daddy's. I know you can talk to the other parent see if they will do it. See if they will get on a basic screen time thing. Like it's just, we already know it's not really good for our kids to be up in the middle of the night on a phone. I mean, you know, hopefully it's not that bad, but just get, try to get the other parent on board. If you can't 
keep doing it in your home. That matters. And don't think all your work just goes out the window and I should just throw it all away. Nope. You're letting and you're modeling what your kid needs to do and how they need to care for themselves when they're 18, 19 and heading out the door. That's true. They're going to hold agree. it with them. They're going to, so keep doing it. Yeah. They're going to like it eventually. Cause I think this child sees the benefits to it. And he also said he realized that that wasn't right. What was going on over there that he needed yeah. to get to sleep earlier. That's it. Lack of yeah. sleep was affecting him. Yep. yep. So uh, parents keep up with doing your thing. <laughs> exactly. Keep doing it. It does matter that one parent is doing it. I'm going to let you know that now. Yep. So I think those were the three important areas that you focused mm -hmm. on as a, to being a con conscious, intentional parent. Do you want to let uh, our guests here or our parents know where they can reach you, where they can find you, or do you have an offer for them? Where they? Yes. Well, you? one is if anyone needs some help with screen time agreement, I, and you may be hearing this, we don't know, but October, November, I'm still doing these and I will be doing these twice a month tech reset masterclass. So I think Helen, you're going to link up my, um, I think you're going to link up my join. It's the join the family. So come join the mindful kids and families family. And that's the link I gave you. And if you're on that list, you will get notified of when I do these. And then if you want to see me, find me on social media, best place right now is TikTok as parent reset coach. That's my okay. whole deal is all about the reset. So they'll find me on TikTok. Uh, and I do a lot on TikTok. I've been doing a lot more where I'm describing how to do those family meetings, the screen time stuff, the connection stuff. So they'll find me there. And then as mindful kids and families on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. And you're doing what's called a tech reset, reset, tech reset masterclass, one That's hour, nice. four different strategies. And then you take away the screen time agreement that I have, like that'll get sent to you. And you can do it with your, with your kiddo that day. Oh, cool. Well, yes. I will let my parent know for sure. And let every parent know. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's, I yeah. think a big thing, especially with boys being on, you know, video games, it's hard. They get addicted. <laughs> I know. I know. I know it's really tough. And so it's, even if it seems like overwhelming and it's too much, just put something in place. And I'm just going to say this because this has come up already with this tech I've heard from parents in there. Uh, the other parent does not agree. Okay. Well, even if they're, they're in your own home, I would say, you know, dad, I've heard this, but maybe it's the, this could be the wife. I don't know. But dad pulls out the phone during dinner and he's not following it. Well, try to follow it as much as you can and let your kid know why you're doing it. You're not doing it to just make them not have fun. You're doing it because you're going to protect their brain and their sleep and, you know, all the other areas that are so important in life. So I would keep doing it as much as you can, even if the other parent is not totally on board. Yes, I agree hundred percent. Well, thank you very much, Tess. You're welcome. I loved it. For joining us on uh, the show. Everybody, I hope you have a great rest of your week and we will see you again next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to www.dynamuslearningacademy.com backslash podcast backslash. 
Also, it would warm my heart if you reviewed the podcast on Spotify and shared it with your community. And remember, I believe that every child would benefit from getting extra support outside the classroom, whether they are struggling or are part of an advanced or gifted program, because teachers just can't do it all. Please connect with me about our K-12 tutoring, SAT or ACT prep classes, and writing workshops to help your child excel in school. I can be reached through email at helen at dynamuslearningacademy.com or by phone at 770-282-9931. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.